Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So I don't know if you heard about this, but we have some staggering data to reveal to you about the subprime auto loan industry. And you need to be prepared. Hopefully you're sitting down because it is definitely stiff drink time. <laughs> that is for sure. I'm going to show you a chart that is going to absolutely blow your mind. Let's get right over to Zero Hedge and check out this story. Another one fails. Subprime auto dealership hit with unprecedented changes due to auto retail landscape. Yeah, that's what happens when people's purchasing power starts to evaporate when all the excess savings from stimmy checks goes bye-bye. And all of a sudden, you got to start paying back your student loan, among other things. But let's get down to the article here. I don't want to go too far off on a tangent. So earlier this year, we discussed the big profitability squeeze in auto dealerships. The subsequent failure of the subprime dealership with dozens of locations. Now, another dealership has failed as cracks across the industry worsen. A popular used car dealership in South Florida. And let's keep in mind, this is South Florida. So this is one of the states that's supposed to be doing really, really well. So if South Florida isn't doing well, what's happening to California, as an example. But this dealership called Off Lease Only filed Chapter 11 this Thursday, and they cited unprecedented changes to the automotive retail landscape, like we said earlier. So first thing that I highlighted here, the company also blamed elevated used car prices and soaring interest rates that, did what? Wait for it. Further deteriorated conditions and the automotive retail market weakening consumer demand and affordability. Boy, seems almost exactly what's happening in, oh, I don't know, the housing market? <laughs> oh, that's right. So this is a chart. This is the first chart that they point out that I think is very interesting, but this isn't the one that's going to blow your socks off. We're going to get that one in just a moment. But we can see that the interest rate on a used car looks like is right back up to where it was during the GFC. And we haven't seen rates. And, and by the way, it's not that rates are just up. Look at how much they're up. Look at this. So I didn't realize that because I, I don't really take out car loans, but 2014, 15, you get, I guess, average car loan. So that includes all buyers with a variety of different credit scores and, and incomes and whatnot. 3%. So it's not just that rates are up. And even before the Cerveza sickness, we were at 4%. So now we've gone from 4% up to 8%. So they've doubled. Interest rates for car loans are literally up 100%. And so if this is the average, just think of what it is for these subprime borrowers. I mean, their interest rates, just guessing here, throwing this out just right off the top of my head, I would assume their rates have gone from 6% to probably 20%. It's like a credit card, for heaven's sakes. So, and, and that's those are the people that are really fe feeling the squeeze from inflation for rent, groceries, I mean, just putting your kid in school, healthcare, et cetera. So I'm not saying that the subprime auto market has some sort of systemic risk. I, I don't really know that it does. I'm saying that this is a symptom of a much, much, much bigger problem that does carry along with it a ton of risk. 
Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So it's talking about the specifics with this Florida-based company that's going bust. The liabilities uh, between $100 million and $500 million. I guess I think that's because in an official bankruptcy filing, you don't give specifics. You give like a, a broad range there. So quite a broad range, uh, $100 million to $500 million. But that's not really what's important here. The, what's important is the concept of what's happening with these subprime borrowers. In April, another subprime auto dealership in the U.S., uh, went bust, abruptly closing dozens of locations. The fact is mid-low-tier consumers can't afford monthly payments of $1,000 for a used car as costs for shelter and food remain elevated. And by the way, even though we've had disinflation, we've talked about it on this channel a lot, prices are still going up. Just because you have 9% inflation and that goes back down to 3%, Prices are still going up by 3%. <laughs> right. We got to remember that. So, I, boy, going back to 2020 and 2021, I, I remember talking to a lot of people in the business. And one of my best friends is in the, the used car business. And we were talking about how all these people are driving around car, you know, these super fancy cars and $100,000, $150,000 car, and their payments are like 1000 bucks a month. I was like, wow, how can the payment be that low? But secondly, I was like, how can they afford that payment? Well, when you have all of this excess savings that we've talked about, I, I hate the word excess. When you have all this additional savings that you otherwise wouldn't have because of the government economic distortions, then what do most people do that have never had money before? They blow it. And that's not to target any specific group. It's just, it's, it's the way it works. It's the way I was. You know, I grew up poor, didn't have two nickels to rub together. So when I first started making money, I was very bad <laughs> at managing my finances. I'm like, whoo-hoo, Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah, right, all right. Yeah, let's rent a Lambo. Yeah, that's four grand a day. Or, you know, I was just blowing money right and left. Fortunately, I only did that for a few months before I kind of got a hold of myself and like, wait a minute, this is a quick way to the poorhouse, as Jim Rogers <laughs> always says. And I was able to, to, to dial that back down or dial that down a little bit and uh, start growing my savings. But th this is just how people are, right? So they're out there with these $1,000 a month payments. And they're and who knows, they might just have like a Toyota Corolla, but they're, they've got a 25% interest <laughs> or whatever on, on their $20,000 car. And that's why it's $1,000 a month. I, I don't know what the math is, but you guys get what I'm saying. But this is the way it works. When prices go up and up and up and your purchasing power goes down and down and down, at a certain point, even if nominal wages have gone up, you've got to make a decision. Do I pay my rent 
or do I pay my car note? You can't do both. And that's why I always talk about you got to, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul here. And I, I think one of the first things to go and uh, it are these uh, auto loans. And this is just an indication of what's happening at a much broader level. And I think this next chart, which is the one that you need the stiff drink for, is showing us exactly what's happening at a broader level. Look at this. I mean, this, this is staggering. In case you can't see it, let me tell you what's going on here. This green line represents personal savings, the personal savings rate, which would be similar to this additional savings that we talked about on this channel that, by the way, according to the San Francisco Fed, is running out within a month or two. But as the savings skyrocketed, not just because of stimmies, but because a lot of their expenses went away, and those expenses are coming back, as you guys know, October 1st, or a lot of them, what happened to the credit card usage? Plummets, plummets. But when the savings rate gets back down to where it was prior to the Cervasa sickness, what happens to credit card usage? It goes parabolic. <laughs> I mean, look at this. And as people's savings goes down and down and down and down, which by the way, it's going to continue to go down. There's Why would people's savings go up? You know, now you could argue if we've had real wage growth over the last few years, but we had negative real wage growth. Sure, we've had it over the last couple of months, but let's look at the whole whole timeline here. So people have less purchasing power than they had in 2019. Bottom line, end of story. So if they have less purchasing power and they're already living paycheck to paycheck, then how is savings going to go up? It's not. It's going to go down further and further and further. And at some point, they're going to be tapped out as far as the credit card. And then what happens to aggregate demand? It's a rhetorical question. You guys know the answer to that. Wow, that's some crazy stuff. And again, that chart and that article is on Zero Hedge. You guys can look it up and read it in further detail if you'd like. But uh, sign of the times. We can see the cracks in the dam all around us that confirm what we're seeing in the yield curve. And uh, this comes as no surprise to people that have been watching this channel. So on that note, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. And if you want more of the most important recent news stories, Josh will put a playlist right here. Check out those stories. You're going to absolutely love them. And we'll see you in the next video.